want apple juice. Lucas wants apple juice. I know, I heard him can say I that. Can I have apple juice? Yeah, you can have apple juice. Can I have soda? Yes, you can have soda. Can I press that button? No, you can't press that button. Why? Because that's going to play the theme song. I'm not ready to start Click. the pot. What's up, guys? James Gutman here on High Pod. I'm Dad. Welcome back to another edition of the show. There's a high-energy intro for you. People love it. Let's do it. Hey, what's happening? All right, great. Uh, thank you once again for joining me here. Whether you found me on any of the streaming services, please like, subscribe, hit the bell, hit whatever, hit something. Uh, save this podcast so you can listen to it next Friday. If you're on HighPodOnDad.com, bookmark the page, come back. All the archives are there. Love to see it. If you have any suggestions to for this show, please always drop me a line at any of the social media. Hi, James Gutman, or you can send me over a message through the contact form on highblogomdad.com. Yeah. The reason I mentioned that is I'm going to try something a little different this week. I'm going to kind of streamline things a little bit, get ourselves moving, maybe give a, a shorter edition of the podcast, see if we can do things a, a little different going forward. I'm working on it. Uh, my goal is really to make this the best possible thing it can be. I love doing it. I love talking. I love just kind of riffing, but I want to make sure it's enjoyable to listen to as well. So yeah, of course, any ideas, send them my way. I do appreciate it. I'm always thinking. I'm always in my head a little bit. And it's funny because I find that a lot of us don't really know what anyone else is doing. You know what I mean? Like we all make assumptions. We all think things. We all think we know about other people. But at the end of the day, we all close the door and we're all who we are inside. And I keep thinking of this one story and for some reason it's been going through my head for a little while and it kind of um, always made me laugh. 2018, uh, I moved into a new house with my two kids and my then wife, now currently my ex-wife, uh, into this house. I call it the divorce house in my head because although things were kind of eh, not great, Moving in there, that was the house where it was like, that was it. Like we moved in and then I moved out. And then after I moved out, the house got sold. Everyone moved on. Uh, divorce house. That's what it was. Now, before we moved into that divorce house, there was another couple that lived there, but we didn't know them as a couple because the husband was gone. When we got there, we met the wife, the ex-wife at that point and her two kids. And I don't know, she didn't talk much about the ex-husband. Just wasn't around. That was it. We just knew that they were divorced. That was all. So we moved in. And when we moved in, a couple of months in, the next door neighbor, Sue, whose name I am not changing, was walking her dog outside. Now, you don't know Sue, but Sue is not one to gossip. Okay. So don't, you know, don't, you haven't heard it from her. And I'm trying to think of that old, what's living color? Wrote a song about it. Like to hear it go. Like she, she really, she's not one to gossip. But, but Sue made a point of, uh, of telling me a lot of things about the guy who lived there before us, the couple that was there, and oh, how bad it was. I didn't really ever piece together everything, but I know that there was a, there was a DUI or something, but in a, a spectacular fashion DUI. It wasn't just like he got a DUI. It was like there was a DUI, but it was like, uh, like a show, like a spectacle of some sort. I think something with him parking on the lawn. I don't know. It was really... It was kind of an extreme thing. And me and my then wife, 
Uh, we're standing there listening to her in the driveway, and the two of us knew what our lives were like behind the scenes. This woman never met us. She didn't know who we were. Again, a couple months into the divorce house, right? It's like, um, it's like the escape room. You're in the escape room. Can't really find the stuff. Time's ticking by. You're like, I'm going to die in the escape room. So the divorce house was in full force at this point. And that's when Sue turned to us and she said, you know, it was terrible. Like, you know, I don't know. They had such a bad thing, but it's nice. It's nice to see a couple like you living in this house, a happy couple, raising a family. It's, it's nice. The house needs a nice family. I'm thinking, lady, I'm out. Like, I'm out. Like, like, I don't know what you think. You don't even know me. What are you saying this for? Uh, and it always got me. And I always, I think about Sue to this day, man. It's been a couple of years. I mean, forget the fact that I can only imagine what she's telling people now about us having lived there. I mean, we didn't have any spectacular thing, but being the second one in a row after the first, you know, big divorce that she couldn't wait to tell the world about, I know that I'm definitely the star of some stories. I wish we had given her a little more to work with. Unfortunately, we didn't. But there was no way for her to really even ask us ahead of time. Like She just started spouting off of the mouth. But I think about it because I've been out of that house and everybody's happy. Like It's not like a miserable, terrible thing. But I still think about like how silly is that to say something like that? It's kind of the equivalent of like back in the day, people would say racist things to you. By the way, I used to love, I would always know when there was something either racist or whatever coming up because it was always prefaced with this question. I had a woman... One time I was working um, at the election board and uh, my neighbor had come in. I didn't like my neighbor. And she came in and she was like kind of like snotty. And the woman next to me turns and she, and, uh, and I was like, yeah, she's, uh, she's my neighbor. I don't really like her. And the woman working with me, this older woman, she goes, oh, I could tell right away when I looked it up because she, are you Jewish? And I was like, oh, me? No, no, I'm not Jewish. She goes, oh, okay. And then she didn't say anything that was anti-Jewish. I didn't understand that at all. So... <laughs> Anytime somebody does it, anytime someone's like, are you Jewish? Are you Italian? Before I say anything further, you know what you're about to get is going to be good. You know, um, I once had a neighbor, this guy, Noah, who asked me if I was Jewish. I get, I get that a lot. I get a lot of, are you, you're not Jewish, right? And this guy, Noah, again, I'm not changing his name. I had some crazy neighbors. Uh, this was in the house years ago. And he asked me, uh, yeah, it, is, it, was a, it was in 2003, there was a power grid blockout like a national northeast all the power went out in the northeast for a few days and Noah next door goes to me he goes uh he goes well i know what it is he was like oh my god noah looked like a cigarette butt and he was like i know what it is what the problem is are you are you not jewish right and i'm like no i'm not and then in my head i'm like buckle up he's like you know what it is it's it's the jews and the israelis when they killed all the pigeons upstate what are we gonna do and i'm like exactly no i'm like holy crap this is crazy so so every once in a while you get somebody like that uh but sue didn't even ask sue wasn't like are you guys happy you guys can't ask that question but it was a, a pretty huge assumption and i think about it and the problem is that i think a lot of us we don't know anybody we think we do we don't even know the people that we're close to think about how often you drift apart from somebody. They're out of your life. And as time goes on, and as you heal, and as you change, and as you evolve as a human being, how you see them and how you see the things that you did with them changes, right? I've had people that I've cut ties with. And as time has gone on, I have seen them in a better light. I've reached out to people, you know, exes or friends and people that I, I felt bad about how my relationship with them ended years later thinking about them. And thinking about the mistakes, I mean, this is legit. I really have. And not for some weird reasons. Not like, you know, trying to get with everybody. But definitely, I've reached out to people that I've, I've felt guilt about through the years. And I've spoken to them. And I've made peace with them. Sometimes they want it. Sometimes they don't care. 
Sometimes I'll just be like, it's ancient history, man, whatever. Like, ah, cool. I, I'm not saying it for you. I'm saying it for me. Because it feels good. It feels good to give that forgiveness because everybody wants that. Everybody wants somebody that, you know, they had an issue with to come back years later and be like, look, I understand your side. So I've tried to do that. And I've done that with people. And it's been good, you know. That said, there's also the flip side to it. There's people that you could have been close to for years and you thought of them as one thing. And then when everything kind of comes to a head, maybe it's the way they left your life. Maybe it was the closing, you know, moments of the the fights and things that they did or how they changed as people in the very end where you're just like, oh, that's who you were. And once you know who somebody is, it changes everything. It changes the stories they told you. It changes the situations that they've been through. It changes all these different things. And it's funny because these people who played such pivotal roles in your life, these people that you, that you never could picture your life without, you know, whether it's a, a spouse or a family member, whatever it happens to be, I mean, these are people that it doesn't leave as big of a hole as you expected. And I think that's something that a lot of us struggle with. And you guys know, I don't, I don't talk to my family. I've been divorced. I've, I've dealt with a lot of loss. I've dealt with a lot of people gone, even just friends in general, just gone. Um, and sometimes you just, you move on and you grow and you feel better. And these things that you think will destroy you don't. These things that you think are going to kill you don't. You wake up, you move on and you evolve and you make everything into a learning experience. That's always been my biggest thing. I'm not really, I don't know if silver lining is the right word for it, but learning experience. I think that anything you go through is a chance to wake up tomorrow and know more than you did the day before. It helps you frame things differently. It helps you see yourself differently. It helps you understand who you are, why you fell for some of the things you fell for, why some of the you know people came into your life for the reasons they came into your life, and why some of the decisions you had to make were best for you. And in the end, that's the idea. I want to do what's best for me every step of the way. And thankfully, I kind of feel like I am right now, so it's a good thing. Yeah, good thing. All right, quickly, before I go, I want to talk about the two blogs that went up this week. As you guys know, highblogomdad.com. Uh, every week, Monday, Wednesday, brand new editions of the blog. Been doing this since 2017. I counted the other day. It was like 560 posts have been on there, which is ridiculous. It's like half a million pages. So, um, or half a million words, pages, geez, uh, half a million words have been on high blog. So I really appreciate you guys taking the time to check it out and see what I had to say. It always means a lot to me. Every time everybody reads my stuff, I always feel like, uh, surprised. I don't even think about it. I think that's one of the things about writing these blogs is I write them as if nobody's going to read them. I do these podcasts as if nobody's going to listen to them. Because uh, I don't know, maybe I would freak out if I thought about it otherwise. So thank you for your support through the years. On Monday, when my nonverbal son's favorite thing becomes his worst thing. And this is when I wrote about his iPad and his Chromebook and his obsession with these devices and how initially they're great. They allow him to kind of drift away and they're kind of babysitters and they, they keep him busy and he loves it. Nothing more. But over time, it becomes an obsession. If you don't kind of regulate his screen time, he doesn't he doesn't appreciate the fact that you let him have it a lot. He learns to anticipate it and demand it. So that's what I wrote about. It was important. I think sometimes I, I have conflicts with other people about how often he should be on it and what he should be doing. But recently, I've definitely pulled it back a little bit. I've tried to have him on those devices less, and it's been great. You know, it takes about a day to get him back into the swing of things uh, and not completely take him away. Like he has him maybe for an hour, off for an hour, on for an hour, off for an hour, as opposed to just straight up through the day. 
Um, I don't know. He's a sweet guy. I like to have him around. When he's into that iPad, he gets so sucked in that you can't really do anything else with him. So I want to want to give him a life where he does new stuff. So it is exciting. He does have fun things coming up. Play dates with his friend, Christian. we got lots of good stuff going. So that's exciting. Uh, now on Wednesday, a little more humor-based. Talked about my daughter when she was a toddler and it was called Crazy Kid Stories Every Parent Can Relate To. Talking about those debates that you get into with your kid about whether or not Anna is singing Turn Away and Slam the Door or as she argued with me at the age of five, Turlame, Daddy. Turlame and Slam the Door. That's not a word. Turlame, daddy. And now today, she's 14. And whenever I hear the song, I hear in my head, Turlame and slam the door. And that's it. So now she won. I sing the song like a fool. And, uh, and I'm sure if she ever heard it, she would sing the real world. So that's, that's how life goes. But read that. You will relate to it, whether you have a kid on the spectrum, off the spectrum. If you know a kid, you will understand it from this blog. There's tons of good stuff there as well. Guys, thank you for taking the time to listen today. We're keeping it short. If this does well, maybe we'll keep more of them short. We'll figure it out as we go forward. Life is, it's its a growing process. It's evolving. Baby, you're a haunted house. And Sue, if you're listening, I'm sorry about the divorce. Like, I don't know. Don't blame the house. Don't. The house didn't do it. Maybe a little bit. I don't know. Maybe the house is haunted. Till next time, James Gutman saying, be well. Bye, pot. I'm done.